welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of sorcerers with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Justin. Adam. And Debbie. I mean, I think that's the the point of seasons. You're a bunch of wizards or some shit? Yeah. Mm, a bunch of seasonal yeah, wizards? So. Yeah, no, I think so. Because it's like crystals and stuff, right? Crystals yeah. and shit, yeah. yeah. Crystals. Yeah. And uh, this is this is a podcast about uh, board games, where we play board games in our collections, and then we, we talk about them, decide whether we should keep keep playing those games that are in our collections. Uh, we uh, we played a game called Seasons. It's one of uh, one of Debbie's uh, all time all time hits. Uh, we played it yeah. online on boardgamearena.com. I don't know why I keep keep pumping them quite quite like that, but uh, <laughs> nice little service. Going for that can, sponsorship. Yeah. Well, usually you try to get get the money before you start talking about the company, but uh, that's you know, fair. It's it's probably fine. We played it on there rather than somewhere else because uh, it it was working and it's uh, you know it's, it's good. We all kind of we've played this before, but it took a little bit of uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna generously say or uh, charitably say recap on my part where I was basically just staring at the board for 20 minutes trying to remember what the hell was going on. Um, but uh, yeah, seasons. It's a game. Uh, it's a tactical game. Uh, well, I'll just read the blurb on the. Uh, publisher website here because I, I don't think you have this anymore do you debbie we recent well recently before the covid times i say recently but then again like i'm still i still feel like a week ago it was you know the end of march 2020 like it, it's <laughs> this weird this whole like this past 12 months has been really weird time has 11 months i guess meaning. but it really has, but we so before the dark times, um, we we had a copy of this with both of the expansions, um, and we sold it. You're supposed to save that for the end review. Well, it's setting yeah. up a surprise. <laughs> That's it. Ooh. Anyway, I'll. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Since we don't have the box, I'm just going to read off the publisher website here. Seasons is a tactical card game based on draft combo and resource management. With slight randomness, Seasons enables players to manage their hand to combine the powers of their cards, gather energy, summon familiars and magic items, amass enough crystals, symbols of prestige, and become the kingdom's most illustrious mage. Control energies throughout Seasons. Yeah. Uh, which tells you jack shit about how the game actually works. Uh, Board Game Geek seems to have a nice little write-up on it, but instead of that, you're going to get me talking about it like a dumbass. So, (laughs) uh, just going to pull up a picture of the board just so I can remind myself of the craziness. It's a very nice little box, lots of cool colors on it, nice little waterfall. You would would hope so, given the name. Yeah, so, uh, Seasons. So... When you start this game up, you're going to have yourself a big old deck of cards, a bunch of dice. Uh, there's dice in, I think there's there's four colors. you got your, your blue yes. dice, blueberry. You've got mint. You've got uh, lemon and strawberry. Mmm, delicious. Uh, <laughs> there's like, I, I can't remember how many dice there are. I think there's five? Because this game... Four. Isn't it? Five, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's five. N- right. Number of players plus, plus one. one. right. So, yes, so, yes. To set the game up, you shuffle up your cards. You make a big, big old deck of them. You, uh, you get your dice. You figure out how many players you've got, and then you get, uh, you, you pick out colored dice. You, you get dice in each color of the number of players plus one, and you set those to the side because those are going to be very important. Um, you also get yourself a bunch of tokens because you've got uh, an energy resource in this game that comes in the four flavors. Um, be, you're going to be using these to uh, pl- pay, pay for the costs on cards. And cards is what the game is all about. Uh, it's, and it's also about seasons. Um, so at the beginning of the game, depending on how you play, you can either draft your opening, I'm going to say hand for lack of a better word, or you can just like get dealt a bunch of cards. And the way this works is that you're going to be given or you're going to end up with nine cards out of this deck to start with. You are going to then decide which cards you want to play in which season, because these there are, or sorry, which year, which cards you want to save for which years, because this game is played over three ages, years, I guess, ages, are they called ages? Years? Pretty sure they're years. I think they're years. Yeah, I think they're years. But ages sound so much more like, ooh, ooh, (laughs) mystical. (laughs) So epic. It it does. Mystical. 
Uh, yeah, so you're going to be playing this game over the series of three years, which are then separated into four seasons, and each season is separated into three sub-seasons. I don't know how else to say that, really. Seg- segments? Uh, so the important thing at the beginning of the game is to separate out the cards you have into sets of three, which are going to be saved for different years. So at the beginning of year one, you're going to start with whichever cards you picked for year one. So your hand is just going to be these three cards. You're just going to be like, well, I guess this is what we're going to do. Uh, there is a way to draw more cards, um, but they, you know, don't always come up. So it's pretty good chance you might be just stuck with these until year two. When you get to year two, you're going to pull off the uh, the token that says that these are my year two cards. And you're going to grab those cards and then they're going to get added to your hand and you're just going to keep playing the game with those. And then year three is the same thing. So it's entirely possible this entire game, you just end up playing nine cards and and be done with it i guess so the first part of the game is you know separating out your initial hand into these three sets of cards that you're going to be playing uh but the important thing is uh year one so you you start year one and what you're going to do is you start on the one square which is in the uh blueberry season and you're going to roll your blueberry dice and uh so the starting player is going to pick up the blue dice they're going to roll them and they're going to have some fucking weird ass symbols on them and the way it works is that starting with the first player and going clockwise or whatever you uh draft these dice so i might go and pick the one that has water symbol star circle dot and this means something to me because i know what's going on and then the next person is going to pick one of the dice and so on and so forth until there's just one die left the game then proceeds in the same player order in which you like get tokens or cards or increase your summoning gauge or get points depending on which die you've picked so if you grabbed a die that just has the number six on it you get six points or six crystals because the points are also a resource sometimes depending on what you're doing trust me it gets a little weird at times but anyway on your turn you get whatever's represented on the die you use one of the like you can always use one of the bonuses for each season which i'm not going to get into but they can be things like changing some of your energy to other energy or drawing an extra card or something like that and then you basically get to play from your hand as many cards as you want based on whatever they cost right so if you if you somehow got like two blue energy on the first turn and you have a card that costs two blue energy and you have enough space in your tableau because there's also another thing called the summoning gauge which tells you how many cards you can play if you have all these things you can just play that card and then maybe it does something when it comes out maybe it gets you six points maybe it lets you draw the first four cards off the top of the deck and lets you play one for free like there's all sorts of things like a lot of card games there's just an endless number of combinations of stuff that you can do. The game interestingly recommends that if this is like your first time playing, you only play with like cards numbered 1 to 31 or something like that because these are sort of the less wacky cards and less um, less directly competitive cards. Um, so some of your first games might just involve like playing stuff that combo off each other to get you more cards and more energy and you can sort of chain these together in an effort to get more crystals than everybody else because crystals are what you count up to win the game as well as as well as there's points on the cards that you sort of tally up at the end um but each turn is basically rolling these dice picking a die playing some cards getting some energy um trying to combo using any abilities that the cards have so on and so forth until you all get a turn at doing stuff and playing cards at which point you advance the marker the amount that you advance the marker is dependent on the die that was left over so if it has two pips on it little little tiny pips at the bottom not the giant pips that are everything else uh you move forward from the one space to the three space and that means that you're still in the blue season hooray so you get to keep rolling the blue die if you move to the green season like if there was three pips on the die that was left over then you move into the green season and then you start using the green dice instead you do this until you go around the circle from blue to green to yellow to red and then back to blue and then it's h2 and again and again until you're done the end of year three and once you've advanced past the end of year three the game's over you count up your ending bonus objectives you subtract any points for like bonuses that you've used throughout the game um add up points on the cards add up points on the crystals yada 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 and everybody yay you get just a ton of points and celebrate because someone is the great wizard or whatever and uh yeah I don't know, like, again, with the, with card-based games, there's just, like, honestly, there's, there's two copies of every card in the deck. 
So there's a little bit of repetition, but generally all of the cards are complete bananas. So it's kind of hard to explain how this works. Suffice it to say that they're generally like, you know, play this card. And when you play another card, you'll get some crystals or you'll get an energy or you'll get this bonus or you can do this crazy thing or, you know, turn it sideways to show that you've used it and activate some ability by paying some other cost. Sometimes it's like making other people lose points. Sometimes they have powers on them that will take effect when you change turns. Like one card is every turn or every time the season turns, I get one crystal from each person, that kind of thing. So there's a ton of variety. It's a lot to go through. I think I've played this, you know, we played this uh, several times over the last few years. And when we picked it up again, I was just completely baffled yet again. But once you play a couple rounds, you sort of get it. Also, because the game starts off kind of slow, because you're sort of just picking a die and getting energy, you know, there's not too much chance of you just getting blown out of the water or falling behind very quickly. So it's a it's a little bit gentle in that respect. Um trying to think did i miss anything so we got the summoning gauge we got the cards dice energy Oof. what else is there did I, did I miss anything i don't think so i don't think so there you go and that's seasons go get them this has been an episode of the collapsing game shelf podcast see you all next week anyway so this uh so seasons is you know it's a it's a card game it's uh if you've listened to Race for the Galaxy episode or a lot of these sort of deck building card playing games, it sort of falls in that vein. You know, you you're trying to use what you've been given or things that you've drafted, looking at the cards, trying to decide what you think will combo with other things, what might be a good strategy, um, and trying to just manage the the resources. The interesting thing about Seasons is that it's got like this dice element to it. Um, one thing that may not be obvious just from the like picture of it, but I believe all the dice for the most part are unique. So yes, they are for each season. Yeah. Yeah. For each season. So like some of the dice just don't have the draw a card symbol on them, right? They, they have like in, in each of the seasons, the blue dice have more occurrences of the blue energy or the red energy, which is wind for some fucking reason and not fire. Um, (laughs) you know, when you go to the fire season, the fire and earth are the most prevalent. Um, the, the blue ones are less so. And then the wind ones are, there's like one die that has one energy on it or something. Shit, I forgot about transmuting. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Ah, transmuting. So did we most of the time. There's also a way to turn your elements into points, so you can turn your resources into points sometimes. Anyway, it's it doesn't uh, it's not super important to, until someone cashes in like 38 points of this stuff. Uh, anyway, but yeah, like a lot of a lot of these card games, it's one that's got a lot of depth just based on you know the thickness of the deck and the number of uh, combinations that you can come up with. It's interesting because you've got these dice that are sort of mixing things up. There's a lot of moving parts, interconnected systems going on and then you've just got cards that are sometimes really weird to play with or fun to play with or you know terrible to play with and so it's got a lot of variety a lot of depth and it's also got this extra element of randomness with the dice that i don't think is used very often in many games i gotta stop talking for a bit so uh justin what did you think of seasons seasons i thought it was okay it was it, it was all right uh it really reminded me of well race for the galaxy uh which we played recently with the the tableau and the slow kind of building up and the synergy between cards and it it also really reminded me of wingspan um with again the tableau and the the dice mechanic uh to kind of get resources in order to play cards uh i just kind of felt that you know i i really the main thing that i i liked about it was drafting the cards and kind of choosing which year you want to get them so you're able to kind of plan ahead and maybe get your your early build up cards in right away and put like maybe some of the you know late game kind of stuff later on where it might be handy or it's just super expensive and you might not have the resources the first two years uh so you know each each season you could kind of plan ahead and kind of plan your strategy uh except that then 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 the dice come in and <laughs> with the dice and then the dice drafting i and zero ways to mitigate the dice maybe like one or two cards i kind of felt like didn't matter really how much you planned if the dice didn't 
roll the right way or the dice with the resources that you needed kept getting chosen, uh, you just kind of got stuck there just doing nothing on your turn, which really kind of just felt just kind of annoying, just kind of a little like frustrating. Like there were very few moments where I was like, you know, I felt good about the dice unless I was the first one to choose. And then I was just like, yeah, yeah, getting my getting my dice in. Uh there were a few cards later on that allowed you to, or there were some cards that would allow you to get energy in different ways, but in order to play them, you needed the energy from the dice. So And the su- and the summoning gauge. You needed this, the well, spots yeah. to play them into as well. The summoning gauge at least could be a little bit mitigated with the bonus, which I'm glad was there uh, because I also remember just kind of getting stuck in a loop of having cards, but I couldn't play them because I couldn't get the dice with the summoning gauge increase and I didn't have any cards that could increase my summoning gauge. So it was just like, I guess I'll just do nothing again. Uh, so yeah, I, I, it kind of felt like, you know, I I, I liked sort of the tableau and the synergy building that you got in Race for the Galaxy. But in Race for the Galaxy, I always felt like you were in more control of what was going to come out. There was, sure, randomness in the cards, but in this you have randomness of the cards and randomness of the dice with very little way to mitigate either of them. And in something like Wingspan, there were ways to either re-roll all the dice in the food tray. There were a lot of ways to kind of work around the dice system if what you wanted just wasn't happening. Um, so yeah, it kind of feels like both of those games, except not not as good uh, <laughs> in in my eyes. Um, I kind of this one this one made me feel what Adam must feel about most dice games, which is just kind of abject frustration. Uh, you, you can correct me on that one if you want, but uh, I, 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 you're right. You're absolutely yeah. correct. Uh, and I guess the other thing um, that it really does focuses on is a lot of take that mechanics with zero ways of stopping them. It feels like almost half the deck is either steal crystals from another player, cause another player to discard a card, cause another player to return a card to their hand. So it really felt like if you ever fell behind, uh, you were probably just going to be stuck there uh, waiting for the game to end. Um, which, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It, it, the, I, I think I did all right in general, but I'm just like, I'm just, I'd noticed that, that there was no real way to 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 do anything about it uh which some people like the sort of that take that mechanics and uh there are kind of ways to prepare for them like you can uh you maybe you want to bring some cards that are just kind of one shots uh in your first year and you know play those first so that they're sitting there in your tableau so if someone causes you to, to discard a card you're just all right no problem i already got what i wanted from this get it out of here um so there are ways to plan around it, but there's no ways to stop it if it does happen. Um, so yeah, yeah. I recall dumping a particularly brutal combo of the same guy that makes you makes everybody else blow up one of their dudes, and I did it like twice in a row. Yeah, was- yeah. Which is which is a viable strategy, but it, it uh, you know some people don't like that. So that's more of like a uh, PSA rather than a critique, um, because I, I do find things like that interesting. Um, and I mean, I took advantage of them too. Like I, I had the guy that would steal resources from, or, uh, points from everybody, every crystals. Yeah. Crystals from everybody, (laughs) every season, you know? And I thought, and like, that was part of my strategy. So I worked around to protect him and I tried to get him out early to take the most advantage of the synergy and like having him out the longest because he's still kind of expensive to bring out. Uh, so I, I do like that there's different strategies around there. It's just more of an FYI. It's got a lot of that. So yeah, I, you know, it's, 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 it's quite good. It's just maybe not my cup of tea. Yeah, and I think, like I mentioned, you can sort of customize the deck depending on what you want to do. So when you first go into a game, I think it recommends, you know, you pick cards 1 to 30 or whatever. Yeah. And those have less of that sort of thing. Also, I think, like, I didn't feel as annoyed by some of the cards that were out there, but I think that was more because 
like in in uh, in board game arena, you, it just happens. Like yeah. it's not every season where you're like, "Hey guys, hand me those crystals." You're, yeah, you're not holding out your hand waiting for the tax man. Holding out your hand with a shit eating grin, waiting for waiting for your <laughs> payday. Uh, it just yeah. sort of gets deducted and like, oh, it's whatever. You know, I'll deal with that. Yeah, and then you're looking back later and you're like, "Where are all my points?" I swear, there's yeah, like Timmy. <laughs> Wait, why am I at seventeen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, could have sworn. Yeah, that, because that, that was that was like that was a nasty combination because I had the card that stole one from everyone every season. Adam had the same card, and then both you and I had the card where you could spend one energy to cause everyone else to lose four energy. Four, yeah, one one energy to lose four crystals. Four, yeah, four crystals. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Debbie Just, was not not in a good spot that game. Yeah, and and <laughs> and again, I think like some of the annoyance with that is probably abstracted away when you're online because it's like, yeah, I just did a thing, and it's like, okay, well, everyone is just gone, right? I'm not reaching over to like scrape it off of the board in front of you like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I think it I think it takes the focus away from that, right? Like I think that it forces it almost forces you to pay attention to something else. Like it it forces you to pay attention to the game versus the like that piece of it. Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like when that so when that happened at first, I obviously had no idea. I was like, "Oh, we're like, what is happening to my points?" I had no idea that that card was down because I obviously didn't pay attention. But prior to actually picking up and realizing that there was a card out there that was causing that to happen, I was concentrating on on trying to create um, a different synergy that would allow me to increase my crystals in a different way. And so it took my focus away from I'm really annoyed that you put that down to how can I get out of this? Because there, I think that there are a lot of ways to get out of those situations um, in this game. The one thing that I, I can honestly say that I, I like about this game. So, Justin, you said that, you know, like you that idea that um, that there's a card out there that makes you discard a card. Yeah. So I like the fact that it doesn't actually make you discard a card, but it makes you take it back into your hand. So you don't actually lose it. Some make you lose it. Right. But a lot... So more often than not, you're you're not losing it. You're putting it back in your hand. Um, mm. And a lot of the time, those can actually get used to your advantage. So I used that card to make myself pick up a card that I could use a second time because it was going to help me. So there are kind of other uh, other ways to kind of to think about those mechanics. And like that idea that it's, you know, like you're um, that you're making everybody, you know, take these cards back into their hand and that you have to pay to put them out again. Um, there's, it's, if you think about the fact that every time you put a card out, it's giving you something, then you can also think about it in the sense that there, there's a lot of cards out there that it's actually good to bring them back into your hand. And so when it happens, sure, it's annoying. I can remember when we first started playing this game, when we first got this game, um, that was one thing that annoyed me is I was like, no, like I paid to put this out already. Like I don't want to take it back. But then you realize that often the pay to put it out is a lot less than what you gain from having it. And you can play into that for yourself. So people sometimes. sometimes actually can give you a gift. Well, I, I've played the game a fair, fair number of times, and I can assure you that 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 is one thing that they've done fairly well, is they have balanced the game in a way that these mechanics that you often see as being uh, bad or negative actually turn out to be quite advantageous. If you can get past the accepting it stage, uh, you actually realize that that there are advantages to it. Um, and that's what I liked about this game. Like, that's the reason why we, as Adam said, we sold this game. The reason why we sold this game is because we played it so much that Adam was like, no more. <laughs> and we were playing this game. Like, so we, we used to have a couple, couple guys living with us, a couple of roommates. Um, and they, they were both, of course, board and card game players, um, you know, super into stuff like magic, the gathering and various board games and all that sort of stuff, tabletop war gaming, all that kind of jazz. And all of us kind of got on to seasons because of the, because of the drafting aspect of it and because of all that sort of stuff. So we would end up playing this game at minimum 
like one night a week. And when and then on those nights that we would be playing seasons, we would also be playing them two, three, sometimes even four games in a night. So to say that, you know, we have like easy triple digit playthroughs of seasons is is an understatement like it's and and that's part of the reason why you know like when when you know we we eventually now it's just debbie and i in the house and that sort of stuff two-player seasons albeit is very fun but like man have i ever played a lot of it it's it's the same thing with with like settlers of Catan for me like is settlers of Catan a good game yes of course it is like there's a reason why it's the number one highest selling game in the world behind monopoly um, but like, I, I am pretty over playing Settlers of Catan cause I've probably played like upwards of quadruple digits of, of that little ditty. And <laughs> as much as I enjoy it, man, am I ever just like done with it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Justin, keep going. I, I don't know. I don't even know how I got in there, <laughs> but keep going. Sorry. Uh, I, I, yeah, no, I, I forgot where I was. Yeah, I guess I actually I just I was just checking some of the cards uh, during that. So yeah, there there is one that allows you to take back a card, and there's one that causes you to just have to sacrifice one. Yeah, so I, it's one to one, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I I think it's I think it would be I think the game would gain a lot of criticism if you if it didn't have for some take that for mechanic. sure. Yeah. And right? I, I mean, I, that's, that's why I also mentioned like there's, and like you said, there are ways to build around that once you kind of know yeah. it's there. Like you want to have some of those cards that are like one-time effects that, you know, you want to be able to play it again. Like that'd be really great. Um, so there's ways to kind of mitigate things like that. I think the main thing was just the, um, it, like take back mechanic, take that mechanics are fine. Um, it, it, I know some people don't like them. Like I thought it was all right. I was never like, I was never annoyed by that. That was just, that was somebody doing a strategic move. Um, mm-hmm. My main annoyance was just, I guess, mainly with kind of the dice. And it, it almost like it was just like, there was no, there was no, it, it didn't really feel like there was a lot of meaningful interaction. Like something would just happen to me or my dice was gone that I wanted was gone. There's nothing I could do about it. It's just kind of things happen to you and you just kind of had to react. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it just kind of felt like there was something something missing. I can definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, there is one, like, I glossed over it in the explanation, but, like, there's a, a bonus. You can you can do a bonus ability. I think it's, like, once a season, and it's, like, you get to choose. I think you get to choose between one of four things, and one of them is turning, like, energy, up to two energy into any other kind of energy. This yeah. comes at a cost of, like, you lose five points at the end of the game for using it but that still like means that you have to have had the opportunity to pick enough energy to make it worthwhile um so there was definitely times in in our playthrough where i was like god i just need like fire or some shit stop taking it so it was I, i definitely got that feeling as well i don't know how many times you've played this like i feel like i've played this a few times so i knew that there was i don't i didn't remember but i think like maybe i had some sort of ptsd in terms of some of the cards <laughs> that were hanging around um so i can definitely understand where you're coming from i was like you're just surprised where this game which has very like cutesy sort of alice in wonderland like crazy art to it and all of a sudden there's someone scooping crystals out of your out of your bucket um you know it's like oh where where the hell did you come from i thought we were just putting down (laughs) weird cards to get energy to get crystals and all of a sudden you've got your hand in my pocket yeah this was the first time i've played it um and I, I, yes, I, I do agree. Like the art is really nice. This is far more approachable than something like Race for the Galaxy. Which eh, uh, I don't know about that. Does, does, <laughs> well, no, no. From from a art perspective, sure. From the from the color perspective, but there's also one card where there's just like a bunny about to be sacrificed. Um, yeah, it's totally normal. What? It's pretty pretty usual thing to happen. Uh, is there really? Yeah. Let me. I I I was scrolling through the old 
image archive here and I found I saw one where it just looked like he was he had like a dagger above his belly. It just looked like he was about to get ready to get oh. Yeah, I'll see if I can find the name of him here. It was a while back. Between Divine Chalice, Titus Deep Gaze, uh, the necro- Necrotic Kiss. Yeah, it's got like a little oh my little dude uh, strapped to a table, and he's got a dagger above him. He's he's about to get at there. Touche. So yeah, so yeah little uh, I don't know, little, I don't know about approachable, but yeah, it is definitely like very colorful and like cute art, and very it's very um it's very enticing to play. Like when you bring it out, you got these big chunky dice and all these cool cards, and they're all different and. Like I, I, I think I've like I've played this a few times. I think I've had a good time every time. Um, I think I, hmm, yeah, I, I think I prefer Race for the Galaxy myself. Like even though I'm sort of a dice nerd, uh, I don't know, I don't know why, but this this one just seems I don't know a bit more sluggish because of the introduction or because of the inclusion of the dice. Like it's just one more thing for people to mull over, which is good and bad, right? I mean it 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 introduces more strategy or like choices that you have to do um so so it does have that going for it like the number of interconnected systems is kind of mind-boggling that somebody thought this up so the fact that it even works at all is somewhat of a miracle in my mind because i think the first time you guys brought it over and you tried to explain to me what what it was and i was like what like yeah like okay so you 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 roll the dice and that gets you energy sometimes sometimes it gets you this spaces on your board you can't see the spaces but they're there and if you can't get the spaces you can just sack five points to get a space but your cards and you have to you have to know which cards you want to play now and which ones you want to play in a half an hour and it's like okay sure uh a little help here even yesterday because i was i had my kids like climbing all over me and i had my i had my camera on so i could see my own face staring back at me where i was like huh like you can't see my face right now guys but huh i'm sure you can I'm sure you can picture I where could. i've sort of got like a squint going on leaning in towards the monitor like yeah yeah just completely bamboozled so it's it is an interesting game i i like it it's fun i don't know it's probably a little bit too hmm. I don't know. There's just something about it. Maybe it falls falls sort of in that same realm that that Justin had. But I mean, I'd I'd play it again for sure. I liked it on Board Game Arena, especially. Things were pretty snappy. Um, yeah, having the like little text pop up helps. You know, get to see how much I crushed you guys by. That was nice. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I think it's like I'm I'm a I'm a like this is if we're if we're talking card drafting games or. Um, deck builders this is this is my choice like this is for whatever reason this game has just very much stuck with me and this game is very um i i just i don't know i guess i have a high affinity for it maybe but it kind of i think to be fair i think part of that reason is because i think this is probably one of the first more convoluted games that adam and i got to play that i actually uh i felt like i knew what i was doing Mm-hmm. And I think that probably has something to do with it, right? Like that probably just kind of has that, like, I don't know, you, you, when you, <laughs> this is, I don't know, kind of social workish, but when you come into a relationship, right? And you come, or you come into uh, a friendship, anything, and somebody has, um, has a hobby that takes skill and that you kind of need time to, to build up to and you, and you need to kind of, I guess, become relatively even with them to the point where they don't feel like they're, you know, holding back and they don't get to play good games because you're not quite there yet. You know, like when you, you feel this like need to, uh, to really be better and be good so that your partner, your friends, whatever it may be, um, feels like they're actually enjoying themselves as well. And I think that that's, I, I, this game I think was where is that, was that turning point for me? And so, like I said, to be fair, that 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 probably has a, a fair amount to do with this. Um, I I kind of almost equate this to magic in my world. So uh, Magic the Gathering is not a game that I've ever played. It's not a game that I really, I don't know. It's not a game. It's a lifestyle, Just, Debbie. It's uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I have it's a, it's zero a desire. financial black hole. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And it's and that's something that I just I have zero desire to get into. And so I feel like in in my eyes this is like a lightweight version of magic where it's like you 
you get used to the game and you, you learn kind of, uh, different strategies and different ways to approach the game. And you have to change depending on what's, you know, what's coming at you. And I think those are also this, and I, I, like I said, I think, I think those are also a lot of the things that draw people towards games like magic, right? Is this, you don't know what the other pe- person's bringing forward. You have to adapt to what's happening um, and things like that. And so this was very much like that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that I really like about this game. So one advantage that you have when you when you have the physical copy of this game is being able to swap out some of your cards and being able to remove some. So there are some very crappy cards in this game. Like there's no way of getting around it. Where, yes, it is a, um, like Justin said, I mean, there's, there's strategy that you can build around some of these cards. Um, but there's troll cards. And I'm not a big fan of troll cards. I don't. Try, yeah, I'm trying like to find the name cards. of that Onyx Tickle brand or whatever the hell his name was. It came uh, up. Was it the Minion of Io or something? Yeah, so it was something about OI, some, I don't know. I thought, See, and I, just, I thought those were better than some of the ones that just sacrifice a card. Because then because you could always plan around it coming to you or hold it in your hand and then toss it to the next person at the perfect time. Like It, it felt like yeah, that was just, easier to mitigate than some of the other ones. So those that card very much reminds me of Munchkin. Um, playing with cards like that very much reminds me of Munchkin. It's a very like... Uh, Maybe it's me. I just, I would prefer to be passive aggressive than aggressive. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> but I just, that very like in your face, haha, I got you, um, can get really old. When you right? only it's- have, sorry, when you only have seven energy and you need to devote one or two or, or three of them to dealing with these like pests that are constantly circling around the table. It just, it, it like, it really is the, the pinnacle of the whole zero sum thing. And it, it just, it, it like when we, when we would play and we just kind of had a house rule that, that like, I believe there's, I'm not sure if it's a full, full cycle. Like if there's um a set of those style of cards for each, each element um but I, I know that there's one for air and one for water and i'm pretty sure there's one for the other two uh we just we would constantly just take those out because they they really don't add to anything in a game like dominion where you have cards that are are very zero sum like the witch and uh the thief and all that sort of stuff there's also a very easy very accessible way to getting a solution to that now in, in a game where we've already talked about where you know oh i have such a hard time di- drafting the dice because i i can't get the elements i want well now just add another layer onto that where it's i can't get the elements i want plus the elements i need to get i have to get because now there's this little shithead roaming around the table that's gonna <laughs> yeah. you know progressively steal points or or cause other strife within my game what's what's the difference between that and a card in somebody's tableau that you can't get rid of that's constantly stealing points every round because everyone has one at that point you like like there's there's enough of that out there that is is constantly it's like a it's like a tug of war right and like there's there's so much of that out there where it's it's you know like if i have one and you have one oh well that's great like we just they just kind of counter each other out and there's a lot of ways to get end of end of game scoring. So that's that's a big piece, right? Like so you can you can have a card that sits um that sits in front of you that takes points away from somebody. And this is I again, like this is my own fault. Had I realized that you guys had like that there was a card out there that was stealing my crystals, I would have I would have altered the way that I was playing so that I was I was aiming for end of game crystals not during game crystals because there is a it is very very easy to win this game by pulling out loads and loads of crystals at the end of the game and then basically starving the other player so if, if they choose to play a card like you had where it's like I'm stealing crystals and I'm stealing crystals the thing that to me the downside to playing this game digitally is you you don't necessarily look at what other people have because you almost feel like you don't need to yeah and so you don't 
you don't tweak your gameplay to make it so that it's actually not worth it for that person, right? So mm-hmm. if you're thinking about the card where you pay one energy to steal four crystals, if you're looking, you're playing a four player game, obviously you're not stealing anything from yourself, right? So you have three players. If one or two of those players has no crystals to give you, is it worth you putting out that energy? So now I'm making you choose and I've made you, uh, I've put you in a position where, where you have, you have kind of thought, Oh, haha, I have this card that's going to get me. Oh, so many points, but I'm going to work around you and I'm going to put myself in a position where I, I'm not going to let you take that from me and you have to choose which is your greater loss at that point, right? Yeah, and but doesn't that logic work the same with the minions? I think in general, the minions are just like super annoying. I don't know. Prob- probably, you're, you're probably not wrong, but I mean, yeah. I just... Well, yeah, I, I'm just wondering if this is more of like a... It, it feels worse yeah. having this dickhead in your tableau rather than having some abstract card in someone else's tableau that's doing it is it more of a of a of a perspective thing because like you said there are ways to play around it when you have drought seasons that that's what makes it tough right so drought seasons are where you start to have an issue so when you when you have a when you have a minion that comes around that requires a certain type of energy and that type of energy is the hardest to get at this exact moment you've you've just kind of counter you've kind of blocked yourself off for a period of time where yeah i don't know like i yeah i mean i get what you're saying i i don't know thinking about our experience with the minions it wasn't just like my strategy for game two was essentially like i had these cards where every time i played a card i got more crystals and some other some other damn thing like it was just it was just crystals it was just i was just pulling them up out of the ground like they were fucking potatoes but like this minion <laughs> comes rolling up into my tableau and he's like hey i'm here and i'm gonna make sure that you don't get anything and it's like well where the hell did you come from like i don't care if you steal them from me like i'm getting getting like yeah. 10 a turn i don't give a shit if you steal yeah. them for me but this thing shows up in my thing that like uh, i can't do anything about especially if it because if i start first if i start first and i don't have the stupid bird in my hand or in my tableau i can't get rid of him like if he if he yeah. shows up right because it's because by the time he comes rolling up onto my lawn he's you know my turn's already gone so i i've basically been just like hosed for that round um and, and he also eats up a spot in your like summoning shit so like you might have this plan where you're like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and then i'm gonna play a card and then all of a sudden the minion shows up and he's like hey i'm, I'm here and now you don't have any points to put stuff down i don't know it just seems i don't know it's like i don't know needlessly needlessly annoying i think but yeah i mean like like debbie's saying i think you know this is kind of a testament to the depth that there is in in games like these and i think it probably exists in a game like race of the galaxy as well where like the more you play it the more you're gonna get it the more you're gonna get out of it i think they're very similar in that kind of respect same thing with dominion right is like the more you play the game the more you're gonna find these like hidden nuances that that exist and i think like at the end of the day you kind of just pick whichever flavor you like the best and sort of go with it and find you go find other people who are just as crazy about it and go you know go play with them it'll be i think one of the things that one of the things that we did so we so adam adam said that we took all of them out i we didn't so i think we always left one or two of them in when you have two of them circulating so if you have two troll cards circulating that's when i get frustrated if it's one troll card fine, I'll let it pass around the table 50 times. Like, I don't care. When you have two, two troll cards, it just, that just becomes annoying. And that's, which, which, I, which is, yeah, which is I what mean, happened. That could just be, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that could easily just be a perspective thing. Um, Adam and I were talking about it afterwards and I said, and I was laughing and I kind of said, Hey, like, you know, how excited are you that I pulled that one out? You know, I bet you missed that game. And he said, he's like the second round, he goes, when we were drafting and he goes, when we were drafting and I saw the bird and I saw the other one, he's like, that's, yeah, the, but he's like, that's when I knew this game was like, this round was just going to be garbage because the second you have two of them circulating it, it's not a hot potato anymore. It's a fucking hot 30 pound bag of flour, right? Like (laughs) it, it's a lot harder to get around something like that. And it's a lot, 
<laughs> it's a lot. Sorry. It's, it's a lot harder to get off your chest. Yes. Just bit, no, it's just, just it's so much harder to work around. Burning bag of flour. <laughs> I, that's that's funny because yeah. I actually I enjoyed the second round more than the first. I think, and I think that might be so. Like one one familiarity, which goes back to what I was saying before, right? Once you sort of like, okay, I kind of get what's going on, but also I think the drafting helps to improve situation a little bit. Like no longer you're not you're not just getting nine cards and you're like, well, I got to deal with this shit. Like you. Sort sort of made yeah. your own bed when it's drafting at the start as opposed to just getting dealt stuff at the start. Mm. Uh you're you're going to be less likely to run into a situation where oh, I guess my first year is just hot garbage and hopefully I <laughs> get to pull the dice I need. Like you will be able to pick and choose a little bit better like Yi Lang's secret vase or however the fuck you pronounce that. Yeah. Where sure it costs 3 energy and they're all different types and good luck playing this early on but if you can every time you play a card you get an energy for free which is huge you know if you're able to stack up on a couple of those at the beginning like you're basically golden to be able to do more or less whatever you want um so so yeah i I mean it's it's interesting that you didn't think the troll cards were super super trolly but then again you were the first one to play that fucking bird so Uh, well it's super super it's it's advantageous when you're the one who play it because it gives you summoning point and energy it's it's a really great card to play and i think what i liked about them was it gave me something to anticipate and play around and it also made me adapt my strategy because one of them was like you just don't gain energy this round and so what what, just like debbie said earlier uh i so I, i what i did was i adapted my strategy to just try to get no energy and try to focus things on the cards and sort of end game bonuses and so i i liked that i had something to kind of to 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 interact with the table and to kind of watch other people's tableaus and to play around and see where they were and where they were going and who had the energy and if i should wait a turn and then send them off or if i should send them off right away like i thought they were an interesting addition because it was something that i could actually get rid of if i wanted to unlike a lot of cards that other people would play where it's just there doing a thing and there's nothing i can do about it but yeah, that might I, just be my perspective on it. No, and that's I and I and I think that it's I think no matter what you it's it's a it's a fair perspective, right? Like it's often you and I don't see eye to eye and I think <gasps> that's just what? kind of the way things go, right? So part of me is just like I part of me sees certain things in this game that you that you really like in other games, right? Mm-hmm. And it's partially kind of frustrating to hear when you're like, oh, but this game, you know, like is it, you know, like these are the bad things. But with that being said, like I said, I, it's, you know, like Adam has a soft spot for God. I can't remember what game it is. Um, power grid. And I love power grid. Yeah, no, that's Ta- not what tapestry. We I also love oh. tapestry. No, there's the other one. We did a we did a an episode on it. But Debbie, don't worry. We see yeah. eye to eye on Dixit. Oh, that's right. Oh. He loves Dixit. Yes. But it's but it's one of those things where I just like I think no matter what, we're gonna have differing opinions. There are things that I can absolutely one hundred percent admit that they're they're not well done um at times in this game. And um, you know, I, I I'm gonna admit something that I don't want to admit, but I'm going to. But no no matter how hard of a time I give Adam about the fact that we sold this game, I wasn't I wasn't it wasn't the worst thing in the world because this game does suffer from diminishing when, returns. Yeah. So when you when you start to understand the game and when you really start to grab a hold of it and everybody starts to grab a hold of it, you know there's there's very uh, expected pathways. So it's the same idea again as as magic, right? There's there's standard decks that people build. This game has the exact same thing. So there are standard things that people build, and you see the first couple cards that somebody plays, and you start to get a pretty good idea of what they're going for, and it just becomes... Yeah, it just becomes it gets to that point where you're just like, okay, I need something new and I need something different. And whether that comes down to the fact that, I don't know, maybe the game needed needs a re-release or a revamp or something to that extent. Um, I don't know. Or we just played it way too much. Like that's always that's very possible as well. I think that uh, that's very much what happened. Yeah. 
But I just, I, no matter what, I love the fact that this is like, it's, the game is fairly logical to me. Like it's built on seasons. There's 12 months, 12 little rounds in a year. Oh, yeah. Nothing. I just, I don't know. I didn't, didn't catch on to that. Carry on. You didn't catch on to that? Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's 12 months. It's one year long. There's seasons. You're you're going through the normal seasons of a year. They're very logical in the sense that it's like in the winter, you're not going to have a whole lot of like greenery, like shit's dead. It's cold. Um, the color thing drives me absolutely <laughs> mad. So no matter, like I get made fun of, I don't get made fun of. Thomas pokes at me every once in a while about the whole egg complaint when it comes, when it comes to wingspan, I have the exact same complaint when it comes to the dice and the color that they chose. Uh, wind is not red. Fire is not yellow. I'm sorry. It's just right. Not but right. fire is but like, yellow though, or orange. But see, so it, it's, so I've, I've been like looking on board game geek and I, I see an interesting idea. So it says um, green represents spring in the earth. Yeah. Uh, yellow represents summer where it's hot and they, it represents fire. Uh-huh. Red represents autumn and the wind oh. and blue oh. represents winter and the water, uh, which I mean, okay. I mean, sure. all right. Yeah. If you look at it that way, then it makes sense. I, when you look at this game originally, you do not inherently think I see a flame <laughs> and it's going to be on a yellow die. Like there's oh, a red die. Yeah, 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 I get I it. I get I, it. I, I never gave that a second thought. Oh God. We used to screw that up all the time when we played this game. Really? Huh. That was, yeah, that was something that all of us struggled with is you, and it's bad, right? Like, I mean, that just tells you how often primary colors are used to represent, you know, the proverbial symbols in life right um and when you get used to things like that you make stupid mistakes uh done it many times but i don't know i just like like i said there's the game has definitely has its downsides um but special place in my little heart now that i know it's on board game arena i'm tickled fucking pink about it because that means that i can go and play with people and i can leave adam alone (laughs) yeah get out of your system oh finally yeah I know, right? It's like Mysterium, right? Nobody ever wants to play Mysterium with me, so oh, what do I do? I go play I online. I play Mysterium Mysterium's wow. great. Oh, wait, Mysterium's fine. Dixit's not. Oh, Dixit's great, too. It's, it's okay. I never play Mysterium with me. Thomas is the only one who has offered to play Mysterium with me outside of the podcast. Tisk tisk. <laughs> Absolutely. Looking at you, Twitter. <laughs> no, looking at you, Adam. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it takes Adam. <laughs> does anyone have anything else they want to talk about? I don't, Adam hasn't said much, have you? Uh, I, no, I just like uh, again. I okay. I'll, I'll make it concise. Um, I I still like this game. I'm again. The reason why we got rid of it is because like I just played it literally to death. Um, hundreds of playthroughs of this game over the span of like. 10 months a year uh absolutely insane we played we played seasons a lot seasons and um seven wonders were like absolute constants uh i i like i like this game um again we we kind of house ruled that we would remove some of the minions um just because like they became just a little too too much attrition um and it really influenced the game in ways that people just didn't really like um i do however enjoy it uh still i'm glad that it's on board game arena i might play it from time to time um you know just when you do uh, yes i'll i'll let debbie know when i do he's gonna play it just not with you just as an additional (laughs) he probably will just as like a when i'm added spite Yeah. Ouch. Hey guys, uh, I love hey, the colors. Hey fam, I'm streaming my playthroughs of seasons today. Come play with me. Not <laughs> playing with my wife. <laughs> Holy fuck! Could you imagine? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'd be dead. Um, Dateline. Yeah, like I, I like the colorfulness of it. I like that. You know, it does have that. I I, I like. I believe it was Tom who said it had an, an Alice in Wonderland quality to it. I love that. I think that's absolutely great. And it's true. It does have an it does have an Alice in Wonderland. These weird, quirky characters. Um, fun, fun, fun little game. Um, it does 
like I said, there's there's two expansions out. Both expansions add like they both add to the game. They don't they're they're not just there just for the sake of being there, which is kind of nice. Um I, I do I, I recommend playing it, guys. Like I, I do I do recommend playing it. Play it on online if you have to. Um play it with the expansions. There's a bunch of promos as well, but that's uh beside the point. Uh like just to just to really uh kick this off, if if I had to put a number on this thing, I mean I, I would I would give it an eight and a half out of ten. Like it's it's still a good game. I still enjoy it. It just I've I've beaten I've gone back to the well one too many times. It just it it needed it needed to leave my collection for the purpose of um you know I, I don't I don't want to turn it I don't want it to turn into another Catan where someone even is like you know offers it to me and and my you know like I'm just like oh god not again like the PTSD kicks in you know uh yeah eight and a half out of ten good game definitely worth it super fun um try it out maybe make some house rules. And uh, Thomas, tell me, are, is this uh, is this one that you're going to put in your collection? Because I know you do not have it. Yeah, uh, no, no, I don't think so. I, I I'm cool with it being on board game arena or whatever. I I like it too. I think it's I think it's fun. I think you can sort of pick one out of a group of these sort of deck builder, drafting, card playing type games and see which one like pokes your fancy. I think some people are going to be into Race for the Galaxy. You know, some people are going to be into Dominion. Some people are going to be into Seasons. Um, You know, despite the like, I don't like Alice in Wonderland, but like this art doesn't (laughs) offend me at all. I think it's cute. Like the characters are cute, you know, whimsy and all that stuff is fine in moderation. Um, But yeah, it's a it's a colorful, cute game it's uh you know it's it's fun it's just yeah no i i won't be buying it but but uh you know i'll happily play it um justin hey buddy uh yeah i i also don't own this game and it is also one that i'm not planning on ever getting it it it, it, i mean it's quite good um it just kind of felt like the the kind of most of the time i was either just you know i didn't care really what was going on or i was just frustrated with the dice and it never really felt like it gave me enough options to you know kind of mitigate that randomness it's kind of there's kind of good random and then there's just annoying random this this felt like the latter um and and uh yeah it it also felt similar enough to something like race for the galaxy or wingspan or even dominion uh which i i feel are just better games overall uh so for me it's it's not something that i would recommend um i would say you know keep hunting for for something uh for for something else that kind of fills that uh that that uh drafting uh uh card game <laughs> i'm trying to think of a what i would call this i guess yeah card drafting tableau building kind of game um so yeah it's, it's not something i would recommend i thought it was was all right um but um it's not something i would go out of my way really to play again but you know that's that's just me uh how about you debbie sorry yay <laughs> I'm the sucker that loves this game. Uh, yeah, I think I. I mean, I agree with you guys. Um, I it it is a it is a deck builder. I think everybody is going to pick their poison. Um, personally, I really like this one. I think it's fairly fairly approachable. I don't think the language on the cards is uh, is too difficult. I don't think that you have to know what a whole bunch of different meanings are. Um, I think that this is kind of a game that you can feel like you're progressing in and that you're getting better at and you're starting to kind of get the hang of. And I think that it's a game that allows you to uh, test out different different uh, uh, strategies, right? Like if you're the kind of person where you tend to kind of lean towards a certain strategy type, I think this is the kind of game that maybe helps you try some other things out. And uh, uh, I, I, don't, I enjoy it. I love the art on the, on the cards. I think it's very tongue in cheek in many ways. I think that there's lots of kind of little Easter eggs in there, but I don't know, maybe I'm dreaming and they're just in my head. I, uh, but yeah, I give this a five out of five. Love this game. Uh, it's mint. If you, I mean, obviously if you get the chance to play it, absolutely play it. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell your, like, 
I wouldn't think that you're going to uh, fall in love with it the first time you play it. I think you have to play it more than once to to kind of grab a hold of it. And I'm with Adam. I think that house rules are uh, kind of a great way to mitigate some of those a uh, little more annoying cards. And I don't know, maybe you like that kind of card and you want to leave it in the deck. That's that's cool too. So um, I am always up for a game. So call me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh- <laughs> And her phone number you can is get me on Twitter. Oh, yeah, exactly. My phone number. Uh, yeah. So I'm. I'll end it on a positive note. I love this game. All right. Yay. Well, I, it's it's not that I hate it. It's it's good. It's a good game. Yeah, it's fun. And that's okay. I'm all right with that. I, this little Titus Deep Gaze has these such big eyes. He's just looks looks so. Cute. Oh, he's so cute. so cute. But he will ruin your day. He's just so cute. Anyway, he's just got that deep gaze. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, If you want to get a hold of us for any reason, you can hit us up uh, through the email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at CGS Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. And uh, you can do us a favor. You can do all that like and subscribe, uh, five star review stuff, share with a friend. That'd be uh, fantastic. Uh, Justin. Hey, well, if you want to get a hold of me and tell me about your favorite season, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. Let me know. How about you, Debbie? So you guys can get me on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me on Board Game Arena. Hint, hint, <laughs> wink, wink. Um, at Mrs. Wynn, that's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N. And like Tom said, you guys can get us as a group on uh, Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we want to hear, you know, what you like, what you don't like. If there's games you think that we should try um you know COVID has us all kind of under wraps right now and so uh we're getting the opportunity to play some games outside of our our regular um collections uh and a little bit of variety never hurt nobody so you know if there's something you think we should try let us know we'd love to hear from you um adam hey guys if you want to get a hold of me you can catch me on social media at for the win uh haven't got rid of instagram yet but it's going so probably Twitter's your best bet. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash for the win. Um, we are still Path of Exiling Sundays have really kind of become like survival Sundays where we're playing a ton of raft and stuff like that. So come hang out and uh, we can talk board games. Let's do it. Awesome. Cool. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Bye.